Well, let's start with the the incident yesterday uh, regarding Constable, uh, well, the constable that we all um, were so um, moved by when we heard what happened, Constable Shailen Yang. Uh, today, we learned a charge of first-degree murder has been laid against a man in connection with the fatal stabbing of a Burnaby RCMP officer on Tuesday. The BC Prosecu- Prosecution Service announced a few hours ago that Zhang Wan Ham has been charged uh, in the death of Constable Shailen Yang. Uh, Ham made his first appearance in court earlier today and was remanded in custody uh, to November 2nd. Now, court records show Ham, who is in his 30s, was wanted on an assault charge related to an incident uh, in Vancouver on March 17th. A warrant for his arrest had been issued on Monday. Yang was the, uh, Constable Yang was the only officer to fire her weapon in the incident as well. The IIO is investigating her actions because the office's, office's mandate is to review all police actions resulting in death or serious harm in uh, BC. Now, Yang had been with the RCMP for three years before she died. Uh, described by her superiors yesterday as a kind and compassionate person, she worked for the Burnaby Detachment's mental health and homelessness outreach team. Uh, the chief superintendent, Graham de la Gorgandier, officer in charge of Burnaby RCMP, spoke about Constable Yang yesterday. Please take a listen. Standing here today, speaking about the impact line of duty death of one of our members is probably the most difficult thing I've had to do in my career. Loss of uh, Constable Shailen Yang is immeasurable to her family, her friends, to all her, her team members and colleagues. Her death while on duty and in service to our community is both senseless and tragic. Constable Shailen Yang will always be remembered. Her service and sacrifice to our community will never be forgotten. That was Chief Superintendent Graham de la Gorgandier, officer in charge of Burnaby RCMP. Joining me now to discuss the challenges before uh, law enforcement is Tom Stamatakis. He is the president of the Canadian Police Association. Tom, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome, Jeff. I know it's a very difficult time uh, for all officers uh, who heard of uh, the news yesterday. Can you give us your thoughts on what you're hearing from the law enforcement community? Well, the community's reeling, frankly, because uh, not just because of the impact of Constable Yang's uh, tragic murder, but uh, and you heard the chief su- superintendent describe the impact of that on 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 uh, the people that work with her, but it, but the broader police community in Vancouver. But this is on the heels of you know losing uh, three other officers, also uh, murdered while performing their duties. And it's just it's just been uh, you know back to back losses and it's it's devastating. Um, as you're saying, you've lost other police officers. Uh, is the the job itself in the last couple of years because of COVID and many other reasons? Is it that much more dangerous right now for officers to be out? Well, I think anytime you see an increase in violence in the community, um, you know, we're seeing uh, more frequent incidences of, of incidents involving stabbings, knives, uh, more incidences involving firearms and shootings. That then has a knock-on effect where it does uh, create more more issues and more concerns around safety for our members because they're, they are the ones on the front line interacting with these people who, who seemingly um, get involved in these kinds of, of violent uh, criminal activities that have a significant impact 
on communities right across the country with no real, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of uh, consequence or accountability with respect to what they're doing and, and, and things are getting worse. So then therefore the risk increases for our members. And it's, uh, it's a real shame that um, uh, we're in this situation in this country. And I think, you know, if one positive thing comes out of this tragedy, these tragedies is some kind of, you know, reflection or self-reflection, you know, in our communities, our, our elected officials, other community leaders around, um, you know, the kind of conversations that are happening about policing. I think our police officers do incredible work every day. You heard the description of Constable Yang. That that description can describe, you know, any any police officer right across the city in terms of compassion and empathy and positive impact they have in communities so let's let's have those conversations and support police officers rather than expose them constantly to what's often unfair criticism or rhetoric around their activities um, unnecessarily I think if police deserve to be criticized they should be and but that should happen fairly with you know absent of any rhetoric and inflammatory sort of mm-hmm. language that that has an aggravating effect. I just don't think it's, I think we need to rethink um, how we've been having these conversations. If you're just joining us, we're speaking to Tom Stamatakis, president of the Canadian Police Association. Uh, we are, of course, talking about uh, the death of Constable Shailen Young, Burnaby RCMP officer who died yesterday. Um, Tom, I spoke to Wally Opal a couple months ago about short-term, medium-term and long-term solutions to some of these challenges we're, we're facing. And one of the things um, at the time Wally Opal said was that having more boots on the ground is probably one of the best short-term solutions we can provide just in regards to resources, in regards to uh, more police walking the beat, a sense of safety as well. Would you concur with something like that? Yeah, absolutely. We Our police services right across the country are struggling with resources. I think, um, you know, the tragedy... Um, and Burnaby is a good example of where having more um, police officers on the ground, uh, more resources, um, will only enhance safety not just for the police officers but for the public if if we can respond to the challenges with the right amount of resources, not having to deploy single police officers to what can become very dangerous situations. I think that's a that is an appropriate and necessary short term solution, but. You know, we've we've got um, people in the community that are struggling with all kinds of whether there's substance use issues, mental health issues. Without any support, there needs to be investments around that. We need to get ahead of um, how we're responding to chronic offenders, uh, people who are committing these same types of violent crimes, using weapons over and over again. Yet, you know, they're being released. And I'm not suggesting that incarceration is the only solution, but it's got to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. If we can't, until we can get to what the underlying issues are that are driving people to this kind of behavior or, or conduct. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the situation here and each detachment, each uh, police department is going to be different, RCMP, municipal, whatever it may be. Is it common for police officers uh, to go along with bylaw officers? Shouldn't there generally be two or is there is there a policy there has to be two police officers going together? I, I, I don't know because every city can be different. I'm just very curious in regards to policy. Is that uh, the norm in regards to going going alone to, to do to do what Constable Yang was doing yesterday? 
Uh, there's a number of factors that come into play. You're absolutely right. Each each community is going to be faced with their own challenges. Often, uh, a lot of these decisions or how officers are deployed really does depend on resources. There are uh, best practices that most police services abide by, where where you know if the if the risk is known, and then typically. You know, you wouldn't deploy a single officer if you knew that someone was armed with a weapon or if you knew that somebody was intent on harming someone. But but part of the challenge, especially when, you know, there's a shortage of resources, is many of these calls, and we, we've seen this from from this tragic death. We saw this in the in the circumstance with uh, Constable Hong in Toronto, We and, and it's the same issue with uh, the two officers that were recently killed in Ontario, and you know, I'll, I'll be attending their funeral tomorrow in Barrie. Hmm. Uh, but you know, police officers are routinely responding to incidents where they have no control over the environment. They don't know uh, what the risk is necessarily at the outset. So that's why properly funding and resourcing police services is so important, so that we can mitigate the risk by having the right amount of resources by responding uh, in a way that. Uh, reduces the risk and the potential for harm to the police officers, but also to the public that we're 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 trying to serve and protect. Do you uh, take some solace in in the um, election results in Vancouver um, uh, on, over the weekend, where crime and the discussion over crime uh, was quite significant, and one of the bigger policies uh, was bringing in or wanting to bring in a hundred police officers and a hundred mo- mental health nurses. Do you think that the tide is turning in regards to some of the comments you're, you're, you've made today? Well, I take solace in the outcome of the election simply because we're for a change. We're going to have a mayor and, and elected officials that 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 are talking positively about. Uh, policing and the police uh, role in the community and in in the broader community safety conversation. And I think that's what I was alluding to before. Mm -hmm. We need more of that. We need, we need more of that and less rhetoric where you've got people and elected officials or people, community leaders that are um, um, making divisive and inflammatory uh, statements often um, um, not supported with, good facts and evidence about the police and it's it's unfair and it creates it it has an aggravating effect on the on the environment uh the the challenging environment that our people are working in as they try and support um citizens and communities uh doing very difficult work so so yeah i i think that was a positive outcome and 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 i think that there are other communities where we've seen that shift and, and again, I agree with uh, Wally Opel. I think th- this is not a question of one solution or uh, for everything. I think there's things we can do in the short term, and I do think that involves properly resourcing police or services. But in the medium and longer term, we have to make those appropriate investments to make sure that people that are struggling get the supports they need. Tom, thank you for your time today. I know it's very difficult. I really appreciate you making time and, and, and chatting on this issue for us. It's very important. Thank you so much. You're welcome.